What I need is what I have, and that is a list. <laughs> Tolerable, dutiful, suitable, enough hips for childbearing, and at least half a brain. And that last part is not so much a requirement, but a preference in fact. That's so me. That's lit. That's literally, that list what is me. What I need is what I have. Yeah, what <laughs> I need is a list. And that is a fucking list. That's me approaching every day of my life. Welcome back to Fill the Void, or welcome to Fill the Void. Welcome first. <laughs> well, welcome for the first time to Fill the Void, a podcast where we analyze, discuss, and gush about the films, TV shows, and other media that we use to fill, fill the, the void. void. Today we're going to be talking about specifically season two of Bridgerton. Yes. Not season one, just Not season, season two. Not season one. So because this is our first little episode. Hello. Hello. Who are you? I? Who, who am I? Who, who are you? Who am I? Um, I'm Elizabeth Brady. Um, and who and who are you? I am. Oh my gosh! Wow, I'm Corinne Harris. Nice to nice to meet you, um, non-existent people who may be listening to this. Thanks in advance. I and welcome also, you. And also, we're sorry. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is just going to be a fun little moment where we like talk about the things that we like about Bridgerton and or Bridgerton season two, and we just yeah. you know fucking have a little geeky. Um. So because this is our first episode, um, in order to familiarize you all. Um, against your will with us oh yes um who are we who are the people talking into microphones so, uh hopefully so that you will you know listen to this and, yeah. and enjoy it and be entertained yeah be entertained by who 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 is doing the entertaining yes what is the show without the jester yeah who is the pt barnum in this fucking three ring circus <laughs> yes. all right um so introductions shall i go first or do you want to go first um you can go Hello. first i am elizabeth brady um I am a big English nerd. I'm an English minor. Um, I'm a freshman at a college. I don't want to get kidnapped, so I'm not going to say where. Um, yes. And so we have, like, questions here. And one of them is our biggest influences, like, movies, TV shows that we, like, love. And I grew up watching with my mother, like, Sound of Music, these big, brash, super overproduced, um, like, like, golden hollywood musicals so i love that i love spectacle i love costumes there's this movie called mm -hmm. what a way to go and edith head did the costumes and i lived in that movie from the ages of like seven to twelve just because it's so like rich so i love media that feels really rich but i also love media that feels really personal like this is so annoying to say but like indie movies that feel like they like took like that is feels like a piece of somebody like this is not an indie movie but like silver linings playbook it feels like a chunk yeah. of a person. And I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then my experience is being like a creative person. I, I'm a musical theater person. And I, I do a little <laughs> bit of writing, although not as much or as well as Corinne. That's <laughs> uh, whatever. Writing is all subjective. So you write great I'm stuff. I've read some now. of it. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> this is just a compliment. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm ratching and okay. gagging. Okay. What makes you a good movie or a good piece of media for you? Like it's something that feels like someone cared about it. Like I think mm -hmm. that's why I love That's simple, but yeah, that's important. I mean like I, I, I did so much musical theater and like that is something that you really have to love to do well. So like a piece of media that you can feel the like love and care in. Like an example for me is Fleabag, like Phoebe Waller Bridge. That uh, is her yes. show. Like she she birthed like that you, exactly literally vagina. it feels like a chunk <laughs> of her and it's so personal yeah. and it, you can care she you can tell she cares so much and like that's why also i love like i mentioned earlier edith head her costumes feel like like maybe not a reflection of her they don't like really reflect her identity but they reflect such like a a care and a genuine love for her craft so so i've talked enough i think it's your turn <laughs> okay um, hi, I'm the other half of this. Um, I'm Corinne Harris. I'm a freshman also at a college, the same one as Elizabeth. Again, don't kidnap me. Um, hopefully, I guess my plans are a major in government and history, so I'm a history nerd. Um, my biggest influences, probably like, I'm a period piece fanatic as like a branch of that love of history, and so... I do actually care about historical preservation. I'm trying to teach myself a little bit more about 
um, costuming, the, the whole thing with costuming. We'll that get into that. That was my college admissions essay. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, but yeah, I also care about independent film mm-hmm. a lot. I've been trying, like over the past probably five years, I've been really getting into independent film and supporting um, like smaller actors, but also just films. I find that the less hands are in the cookie jar, so to speak, when it comes to a movie, the better it ends up being. Um, I'm right along with you with the whole caring part. Um, but also soundtracks. If 90% of the, the songs on my playlist are from either credits of a movie or specific moments in movies. The cello so, like, suite from Great Gatsby. Uh, we we, we initially met and bonded over our love for the Great Gatsby. Yes, it's great. But that being said, I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to just, I watch everything. I absorb everything. So um, I kind of have interest in like a bunch of different things like 80s movies, 80s film is so iconic just in the the time period and just in what it has to say um the cult classics i just love all that kind of stuff so what um, do you think makes a good movie or tv show Ooh. okay wait i'm gonna do my experience with oh being yeah creative sorry first. i just I no you're fine your opinions about the last one <laughs> i've been writing poetry for basically probably as long That's as i can bad. remember it's it goes it changes sometimes I I write something that's really good and then I'm like no so I'm subjective with myself um I have a poetry book about two years ago that I wrote I it's not been published perhaps one day after extensive editing it's like a fan fiction website (laughs) that was a joke don't do that I definitely won't um but yeah what makes a good movie I mean objectively watchability is really important for me because I watch so much stuff and I've I rewatch a lot of things um, if it's something that is intricate. So you watch something a second time and you see something different. I think director and scene decision making is so important. Um, I think it's very clear to me when an a- like when a director actually engages with their actors, you can see it on screen and the comfortability and their ability to get things across. I like reading stories about like director actions oh, and that you kind mean of like thing. in dirty dancing when there's the clip and they were actually fighting yeah and they yeah. like he chose to keep the f- camera rolling oh my yeah. god yeah and then probably atmosphere so i think the ability of a film to make you forget mm-hmm. where you are like call me by your important. name such an atmospheric yes. movie literally uh-huh. i i am i am in it yeah i dude. am in italy i will be going to italy dude, I know. next summer you can come you can hop on the plane i can see you in my I'm, carry-on i'm a big person <laughs> okay so yes we're going to be talking about bridgerton specifically season two therefore spoiler alert spoiler! <laughs> yeah we can yell it you want to yell it spoiler alert spoiler alert ah um yeah please they can definitely hear us out there. i don't give a shit Slay. um yeah so we are going to be talking about bridgerton season two so if you haven't seen it and you want to see it for the first time then don't listen to this fucking podcast yeah this watch is not watch like before a, you listen this is not supplementary materials this is like a <laughs> review of the thing yes this is Speaking your of reviews we are not professional critics we we are not everything we say is coming straight from our stupid little brains to our stupid little mouths to your gracious little ears and we're sorry that's beautiful thank you um yeah we're we're literally just hanging out and if you don't like something we say then you can come to my dorm and fight me yeah i bench take it up with our non-existent uh hr team yeah take it up yeah take it up with take it up yeah take it up with hr i don't care actually no i do care i bench i I bench 55 (laughs) (laughs) my my bench pr is 55 which if you know anything about weightlifting that means it's the literally the bar and two tiny weights on either side yes okay um oh god yeah um if you if you don't like anything we say i guess you can like fight me or like spew vitriol at me on my instagram but (laughs) i you can do that if you want. That's your prerogative. Yes. Um. So to start off talking about Bridgerton and now, now that we're properly briefed and primed and ready to go. Yes. Um. So Bridgerton season one was released Christmas of 2021. I don't know about you, but I watched it all in one day with my mother. <laughs> um. I, I remember watching it. 
You don't or you do? I, I don't remember the process. All I know is that I know what happens. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, we started watching it. We opened presents, had breakfast, started watching it, and then we watched it all the way through. On Christmas Day? On Christmas Day. I didn't, I definitely didn't watch it on Christmas Day. No, me and my mom like sat. Well, cause, That's so wholesome. Because I, she knows that I love like the historical costuming thing. She was like, I think this is fun. And I was like, it's not accurate. She was like, just sit and hang out with me. And you know, I love hanging out with my mom. So I, it was fun. So Bridgerton season one came out and then everybody was like slobbering for season two, which came out March, 2022, very recently. And it won a primetime Emmy for best hairstyling, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, I really actually dig the hairstyling. I don't think it should have won for costume. People were saying it should have, but I don't think so. Um, they're not accurate and we can talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, so it was produced. It's part of Shondaland, Shonda Rhimes, big fucking powerhouse and uh, primetime television. Yes. Um, she, for those who don't know, she did Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. Loved Scandal. And yeah, it's a very good show. I love, I love, what's his name? Fitz, Fitz. Yeah. My gosh, Tony Goldwyn. I... I just dreamboat. Dreamboat. <laughs> Literally the eyes. Literally Jewish dreamboat. The eyes Chico. I just love him. His hair is just amazing. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was produced by Chris Van Dusen, who also produced Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. So very much that like Shondaland like universe of directors and creatives. And it's actually interesting when you look at the um the creative team um like the directors for season one, one versus season two the only returning director um he directed two episodes season one two episodes in season two is tom verica who plays um the cheating bastard of a husband and how to get away with murder yes you told me about that yeah and, and i, I like, think that's really interesting yeah. I, I like when um like people will like incorporate people that they actually enjoy working with under like it, it feels more personal to like work with people you like like i got i'm very lucky i haven't had to do anything with people i don't like like when i had to choreograph it was with like two my two best friends yeah and it absolutely is like so much better to work with people definitely like. that's why you make friends in the industry yeah yeah, yeah that's why you make friends and start a podcast with them. oh wow <laughs> 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 um okay um yeah bridgerton was based off a book i have not read any of the books i read the second one that's not really my like genre kind of thing. I don't Ugh, really. It's so. It was. It was good. I didn't. I have very s- only specific things to say about the book in relation to the movie. I mean, not the movie, the show. Um, I have not re- read the first one. Maybe the first one would be is different, but I think the in comparison to the first season. But the second book has some differences, and we'll get into those. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's eight books in total, um, and the first two have been, like, chronologically the first two seasons, so they're, like, keeping it in order. And I remember when they announced that, like, that uh, the guy from season one wouldn't be returning, everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm not uh, watching. Is it? He's actually a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, isn't it, like, Reggae Jean Page? Yes. Yeah. He has a very beautiful French name. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't think he's attractive. Yeah, his French name is very charming. Um, And we know I love charm. So... Yeah, um, people, when they said that he wasn't returning, they got really mad. But it's like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. It's not like the story ends. If you go yeah. through all the kids, the fucking Bridgerton kids in alphabetical order, which I think is so dumb. Um, Wait, what do you mean in alphabetical order? They're, they're named alphabetically. Anthony, Benedict. That is terrible. That's awful. Oh, my God. I didn't realize Wait, that. Wait, who's C? C? I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the daughters. No, Daphne is the oldest daughter, I thought. Daphne? Who comes before her? Colin. Colin. Anthony, Benedict, Colin, Colin, Daphne, Daphne, Eloise. Eloise. Uh, Hyacinth is the youngest, so. It's probably like Felicity or something. That's an American girl. Anyways. Okay. um, So season one, um, based off of the Duke and I, um, the book, follow Daphne as she marries the very charming Duke. And season two follows her brother. Anthony. Can we call him Tony for the... Hey, Tony. Hey, yo, Tony. Um, <laughs> season two <laughs> follows um, her brother as he tries to find a wife. And all of this is set. I think this is pretty well known. All of this is set during the Regency period. Yes. Well, well okay. So well, what about the, what years are we talking? Do you know? It's approximately at, like the early 1800s. So early like, 1800s? Like 1813, 1818, okay. I think is when it's set. So I actually have some resources here so the georgian era 
um is kind of a um is like the 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 bigger period it's from like early 1700s to the like 1830s kind Mm of um and that's basically all the georges georges one through four um and then we have the regency period which is a part of the georgian era but Mm -hmm. it's kind of towards the end so like pride and prejudice all that stuff comes from the regency period which is at the end of the georgian era yes and it's it's a really interesting time like historically because that's when we see the shift from like enlightenment stuff um where there's all these like new thinkers it's super scientific it's kind of in between this like slide to victorianism Mm -hmm. and like this intense romanticism and mysticism um it goes from being super logical like everything as a science um to like everything is ghosts yeah and it's very emotional i think in pride and prejudice even though it's probably one of my least favorite period pieces yeah um it's my favorite i have the ending i have the ending dialogue memories there's just so much of it that is overdone and i think maybe it's because i read it and watched it after reading and watching all of these things that were like relative to it oh like based off of it based off of it and then i got to it and it seemed unoriginal when it was it was the origin oh it seemed derivative because the things that yeah, that's yeah, interesting. it was like a backwards thing, but I didn't enjoy it as much. But I do understand the whole Regency connection of that kind of Renaissance idea of women and that kind of like having knowledge and reading. I mean, Anthony, spoiler, Anthony is very he he cares so much about reading. Do you read? Do you read? Yes, you play harp, but do you read? <laughs> I construct my own hats. I can make my own hats. That's some, that's some shit I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and I made these boots. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting time. And I think that the the fashion from it really reflects that. I, I'm a big historical fashion dweeb. I wrote my college admissions essay about this. I've made re, um, reconstructions of lots of historical costumes. Because um, I, love, I love attention to and uh, none of the fashion none 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 of it is accurate in Bridgerton. i know i know that it's a thing but the undergarments okay i was watching <laughs> i was watching the sex scene in season one with my mom mm-hmm. and i was like it's not accurate when when like they first are like it's like their wedding night or whatever oh right the They're, first like, in the hotel the first takeoff yeah also I well, think yeah. It's so and, okay so she's like she's like taking off her clothes yes and i'm like wait where's the shift where's the chemise uh-huh. where are her petticoats Me too. why is there a corset on skin exactly that would never happen would why never is happen. she why is she wearing the fucking corset why i why? don't know why? I don't he's like unlacing it you're making it more complicated than it has exactly. to be not just that but in all of their sex scenes they pre-unbutton her buttons so that it takes half as much time for him to undress her so like especially in that the second sex scene in season one we're not supposed to be talking about season one but let's go off about this, this for, is important. for about two minutes talk about the fashion exactly and the sex scene where they are um like it's raining and they're in that building outside oh the like mausoleum yes they like take weird down, they, place they, to they, have sex they take so many <laughs> takes of that scene and in each take they take down her hair like piece even more and then i just hate also i just hate her bangs i hate them the female characters on this show they do the okay i don't okay i understand how they won an emmy for the hair but eloise's wig she goes in between having bangs and not having bangs and they both the wigs look bad the actress is a very pretty woman she has nice hair the fucking wigs they put on that woman are tragic why did they do that i don't know i think she i think she has actual bangs so when she had to like put on a wig that doesn't it's like bumpy in the front like, I know what a wig is supposed to look like. I know what a fucking lace front is meant to look like. I'm not an idiot, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Back to what we were discussing. Sorry, back to what we were talking about. Basically, quick summary, quick, fast and dirty summary yes. of the thing. Anthony's looking for a wife. Eloise wants to be a feminist. Benedict wants to be an artist. Daphne just wants to have her fucking kid. Um, <laughs> but she has a boy. And he's who's, who's he precious. so cute. But the dad is just not there. He's not present. He, yeah. he has some duke duties. Yeah, okay. Um, I think and at one point she like addresses it. She's like, he can't be here. I think he's, he's, he's off on a trip or something. He's doing princely things or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fast and dirty. That's happening. Um, we get introduced to... 
Mrs. Kate and Mrs. Edwina oh, Sharma. The Sharma family. Love them. So Formerly the Sheffield family. Yes. Um, in the books, they changed them to make it diverse, which I do appreciate. I'm mm-hmm. happy that they did that. Um, one distinct difference between the book and the TV show that was a good decision. My friends that are South Asian have said that they do appreciate the um, representation. Although one of them said, literally, it's the barest of bones representation. What do you mean? Like, there's like a two second reference to like the Haldi ceremony before mm-hmm. they get married. And then like, that's it. So, yeah. but people were like eating it up. So it's like, yeah. there's just no like representation of South Asian women anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Mindy, M- Mindy Kaling is really pull, pull, yes. pulling it right now. Gosh. Um, yeah, so we have the Sheffield family or the Sharma family um, who one of their sisters, the older one, is not interested in being married. She's trying to get her younger sister be, to, to be married so that they have access to the family fortune, um, which is like a very, she thinks it's an altruistic move. I kind of agree. It's a little, I don't know. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's up in the air. Yeah. Um, Penelope is very obviously Lady Whistledown and yes. is really annoying about it. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much what happens this season. The, the the main plot thread is that Anthony is in love with Kate. Kate, the whole time. But has to marry Edwina because she's the diamond of the season. Oh, goodness. Um, And the queen wants to figure out who Lady Whistledown is. Yes. So and also it opens up with Eloise. The whole thing, basically, it's interesting in the first episode, especially, it opens up kind of with Anthony and Eloise as traveling starting out on this parallel path of trying to find um someone to marry but in the opposite way anthony's the oldest son so it's like he is he has been on the market he actually probably should have found a wife before daphne did yeah as the first as the first son um but he didn't because he was whoring around yeah he's such a slut yeah that man is that man's a fucking slut <laughs> no shade to Jonathan Bayleaf Bailey on that Instagram. Man, that man is ran through. He probably knows his Sun, Moon, and Rising. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> probably, I he's analyzed say. himself Dude, so much, and he made that freaking list. Um. Yeah. He. He's. He's. He's a little hussy. Yes. Yeah. And it's also very distinctly defined or um sh- displayed by his change of hair. And chops, the the pork chops, okay, okay. the lamb chops. In defense of the chops, I liked the chops. I hate them. <laughs> They're almost as bad as the chops that are in Mansfield Park, the movie. You ever watch that? It is absurd. I didn't. Like I understand the chops. at some point they were part of the time period, but it, I think it's that his chops combined with. Yeah. His hair curl. <laughs> like yeah. it gave me very grease vibes and not in a good way. Also, the fact that it has been. I guess a year and a half, maybe two years since the first two, or not, I guess, like, since filming both of them. Mm-hmm. He looks, he does look older. No shame to Jonathan, um, the People actor who plays older. him. Exactly. No I one. think he, he is aged like fine wine, if I do say so myself. And part of that is the fact that he got his chops removed. He grew them out himself. I'm very proud of him for it. But I am glad that they are no longer here. He's pretty. He's hot. Also, he looks like he's wearing eyeliner all the time. Because he has long eyelashes. I know, and I love him. It's going to be the entire podcast. Literally just us, like, drooling. No, I wish that he had... I wish that he... I want to see that Cock West End play that he was in with Taron Edgerton. They they recast um, Taron Edgerton's character, I think. He was in a production of The Last Five Years, Mm -hmm. which is a a musical about, like, a man and woman who get divorced. And there's a song in it that's so horny, and the idea of hearing (laughs) him sing that literally makes me... Like, I'm going to have to, like, go take a lap around the building right now. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think that's, like, what we're talking about is one of the main draws of the show. Like, everybody in it is so sexy. I know. Um, which when I saw Kate on screen, I was like, oh, my God, I love her. Wait, sex education. I love you. Her uh, her eyes are so... She's just so... Her, uh, her she's, she's gorgeous. That being said, there's one specific scene that I have to critique her for, and we'll get to that. Okay. So what we're talking about everybody in the show is hot is one of the main draws of the show and i think it's that's a really interesting thing like it's hot to women which is something that we haven't really seen a lot like a Mm. lot of like media that's meant to be like kind of smutty it's always like for men and i think it's really interesting like the fact that 
like a book that or a show that came from like a classic like bodice ripper like woman's smut book is like has an emmy is really interesting and i think it really reflects what's happening right now in like the cultural market where like people women are in the writers rooms women are directing women are producing so we get more media that's appealing in a sexual way for women yeah yeah and i i I like that because that means i get to watch more cool stuff (laughs) i think a lot of it is just um and we'll get into this a little bit more when it comes to the um accuracy of the show we've criticized this the outfits but i think one difference in 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 this whole story is that it takes place at a time where women don't really have rights and a modern adaptation of this it's kind of making a new era i think paving a way for new shows if of the period piece genre if mm-hmm. you're making period piece shows you can now change and diverge and make them um, change them in the way that they should be changed so that we can appreciate both sides of the spectrum yeah like we can have our cake and eat it too exactly we can we can have we can have our we cake can have and get romance too. and men in pantaloons and women in you know corsets but also have women stand up for themselves i feel like i find a lot of everything good about the show that i like um has a parallel to the same values in outlander i'm plugging outlander because i love outlander that's, that's what i was thinking outlander like stuff like that stuff that was like written by and like basically kind of for women yes like to be hot for women and i i feel like we see i i don't know i've seen this a lot on tiktok lately the idea of like f- the female gaze mm-hmm. um like the hand scene in pride and prejudice where like their hands touch ever so slightly yeah. and then he's like yeah when you ah. the hand flex scene was like everywhere i think too it's like um in history when we watch period pieces now women who are watching period pieces like this we can actually imagine ourselves in the role because we don't have to we don't have to compromise compromise our you know dreams our aspirations our ambition for a man um to be in a marriage we can we can literally have our cake and eat it too which is something that men have been doing for centuries yeah no i think i think the the new the new kind of historical um like take on things is really interesting and dude i i love shows for women because i'm a woman i think it's fun um yeah i I think it's i think i think it's very fortunate that now sex and media is a little bit more a little bit less violent we we, we've talked about this a lot in our in our daily conversations but the chemistry is insane i love and because you can have hot people i think it's something crazy too the fact that anthony um jonathan i believe is a gay man um did he tell you that <laughs> he called me up, i wish i would not know how to answer that um but yeah he he is a, a gay man and he's an actor and the fact that he, him and kate are able to branch that gap and to come to show the story just shows how great actors they are you can see it in their press junket i've watched to prepare for this i have watched so many um edits instead of the show i needed to not do that but in the press junket it's kind of you can definitely see their chemistry and they really get off as as friends yeah first i mean it's like i, I feel like media where the chemistry is good it's so obvious like yes. my favorite example dirty dancing. dirty dancing patrick swayze and jennifer gray the thing with jennifer gray and patrick swayze and that, that i hate they hated each other but the sexual tension and frustration was, was there and it carried the, the whole thing yeah which was and, which you can, cool. and you can tell in the movie like when you watch the movie you're like i feel like i'm watching something very private yeah whenever they're on screen together it was kind <laughs> of like y'all need the room? electricity like, do you need jesus the room? well anthony and kate do have the room many times but they choose yeah not dude, to that's another example of like like i think the female gaze is like getting so close but then like the restraint and also that man is Peril. Yes, he's in he's, heat the whole time. He, <laughs> he's in heat. He's like a cat. He, when she walks by, I believe like, in. I don't know exactly what episode it is. Um, I want to say it's it's around the, it's the fifth or sixth or seventh, <laughs> the second half of the season. Yeah, he's he's feral. He's he wants her so bad, and I think that that's something that's really attractive is the idea of like being desired on such a like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene and that whole thing in Twilight about like he looks like he's going to eat her. Literally. But I think in in a way it's better because obviously Anthony isn't a vampire, and so and and he's a gentleman. There the whole time I feel like I want to is this is that those scenes are those scenes redundant to you whenever they're caught in 
his office or um, at that party and Daphne catches them. Like them like, do I think getting really close and then pulling away. Also his excuse, his I'm excuse, a I'm a gentleman and her excuse, I'm going to India. I'm going to India. Yeah. Is that redundant to you to have th- those scenes happen so many times? I mean, I think it just shows how like much, how badly they like, want each other. Is it just a slow other. burn and you're into it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it can get a little bit redundant or like the the, what the third or fourth or fifth or millionth one. Yeah. But like, I think you can definitely, like it, it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like they slice it in the editing, I guess, um, a good bit with like the pal mal scene when they're playing that game and the the mud scene. and It's like, it's like friendly. Yeah, they kind of, because it is this enemies to lovers trope. So you're moving between that kind of thing um i i like that i like the fact that they kind of splice those two together they're dancing scenes um i like i don't like the music as a music soundtrack connoisseur i don't like playing um modern songs i guess it fits for what they're doing in the sense of like we were talking about the feminism kind of idea of um we have women's rights and women standing up for themselves in kate's instance and and her being single for so long um, and doing, you know, the duty. Duty yeah. is a very big theme, but that compare side by side with the kind yeah. of period piece norms um, makes it kind of a sandwich between a little bit from the past and a little bit from yeah. the present. Well, the music is, I, I think the music is like a good example of that, like you said, because it's like, it's classical music, but it fucking slaps. I, is it, I, does it slap because it's modern music played yeah. as a as that arrangement? Yeah. I hated the Wrecking Ball scene. I didn't like Wrecking Ball. I think that was a weird choice. How Deep Is Your Love when they they have sex? Season one, on season, season one was much better. I liked Wildest Dreams because that just fits so That well. was, okay. I liked, I did like the season one song. There's a reason that more. like all of the TikToks I've seen use season one music. That's true. Obviously. Yeah. Um. So cultural response. So we're we already got into basically our kind of opinions. We'll get into some more of those, but as far as the cultural response to the show, um, people loved it. People love people Bridgerton. went crazy. And I want I want to know. I've seen one. I think um, edit of like a woman posting a picture. She's watching Bridgerton, um, and she takes a video of her husband or boyfriend standing up in front of the screen watching it and be like no my gosh like freaking Mm. out over it so i want to know how many men because you're saying this is for women in a way and it's very awesome but i also think men can learn something dude men love a good period piece i I do think that they do i made my um best guy from from home jack watch pride and prejudice with me i was like this is my favorite movie because he's like he's like a big movie nerd too like anytime Mm. a new movie comes out um, like anytime, whatever Guillermo del Toro is like, I'm making something. He's, I'm like, holy shit, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, uh, but I like made him watch it, and he enjoyed it. He was like, this is kind of good. I was like, exactly. Um, and like I know a couple dudes who are like big rom com guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just feel like yeah, rom coms are are for everyone. And but some something about the show is so intoxicating. Definitely, I feel like I have seen it's it. Mul- it's, it's I've seen it multiple so times before we even wanted to do this podcast, and I think it's people love it. People love the fantasy because yeah. it's nothing about it is grounded in reality. Also, there's with so how many bleak reality has been, yes. n- the fact that it's like so removed, it's this super colorful, super plush, super like turned up to eleven version of yeah. a world that does not exist anymore that we don't have to worry about. Yeah. And it's so, it's so intoxicating. Yeah, I just, I love the colors. I don't like the titles sequence of the tree. I understand it's like it's a family so tree. Weird. Also, I, the fact that they name this, this show Bridgerton is the Bridgerton name. It's about the family, yes. So they have themes of family, which I do enjoy, but I don't like when you're talking about the diversity, it's kind of like, yes, we can have, we can change the name Sheffield to Sharma and have these these indian women on the show to represent you know uh this demographic which is amazing um very well done by the actresses but i think too like it's about this family of white privileged kids and yes they've they've suffered tragedy and we see that with anthony that's something i love i love his crying I want to see him yeah, cry. Yeah, but it, it, it is a show where like all the nice white kids get a happy ending. Yeah, except for Penelope. Dude, fuck that. But bitch. She, I hate her so much. But she, I guess she's and, so annoying. She deserves it. I don't like the fact that they make they have like that token white, uh, fat girl, 
and she's like the she's like the one who's secret. She has to have a secret identity. She has to be ridiculed, and she is yeah. also angry about also, all this thing. These things happening. Also, fat phobia wasn't as big of a thing back then as it is now. Like fat yeah. phobia basically didn't exist back then. Not to not to the extent that they're making it seem like in the show. Like she probably would have been perfectly desirable but it's it's like the thing where you're taking pieces of now and putting it back then like why of all the pieces you could have taken from now are you choosing to make the characters fat phobic why are we doing this also the actress is older than most of the other actors in in the show but i don't care she was she's in she's in dairy girls she's so talented i love her she is so talented and she's so charismatic and quirky like in general she's so bubbly Um, that way she does match her character yeah can we talk about penelope for a second Penelope or Eloise? Penelope. Yeah, we're talking about Penelope. I hate that bitch. What do I you wish she would burn? I you hate what? I hate okay, I hate that I hate that she has like she, she's just like, "Oh, I don't have a life, so I'm going to like make other people's business my business." We're going to talk about other people and and publish their she, gossip. She hurts her family intentionally. True. She hurts her family and her friend mm-hmm. intentionally. And I, 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 I like can't get behind that. And her thing is like, well, I've been cast to the side. It's like, okay. Just because the guy that you love doesn't love you back. Dude, the I guy that- Colin is the least attractive brother. Dude, I don't know. The guy that I like doesn't like me back. You don't see me going absolutely like ape shit like yeah. all the time. It's like gossip girl all over again. Yeah. Like I, uh, people don't like me. So therefore I'm going to start a weird parasocial thing. Yeah. Don't do that. Bro. That being said, I- if like it was in a different way, if it was in a more pump up the volume radio rebel kind of way <laughs> of of like it was more artistic um, when you're talking about like giving the, I guess, marginalized people like their dude, whatever. Mm-hmm. If Penelope upped like upped her Eloise. Game. Yeah. Um, like like supported her in a way because Eloise is representing also women who don't want to be in relationships and don't want they want to be single and want to have their freedom her her bench talks with uh Benedict are are so cute but okay yeah I feel like if she like did it in a way of like oh I'm standing up for the little guy but she's not she's just talking shit about the other guys exactly and it's like it's like oh you're not bringing the mighty low you're just like you're just talking about like people that you know and like matter to you she hurts her family a lot this isn't this is not a um a robin hood scenario this is a this is a welfare racism yeah issue yeah and here's the thing i talk shit under a pseudonym as part of one of my after school activities (laughs) i write for the satire paper on campus yeah and like it's fun for me and like like i i understand the joy of anonymity yeah but like no like but i also have my own life and i'm not like a massive loser like (laughs) she's like i'm in the corner it's like i've been put in the corner dude you're standing in the corner yeah (laughs) like what what uh yeah and i i don't like her she doesn't she like doesn't stand up for herself she's a very like petty vindictive person i I think she's a coward same i think she's a big coward i don't like cowards i think she's like i think she's a little so when spoiler alert uh eloise ends up finding out about the whole thing with penelope i think it's i read on her face that scene was so important not just because she was found out but because even eloise was confused as to why she was lady whistled down because of the sabotage that like penelope's character is decreased by her as her being lady whistled down and her family and that whole thing yeah, I don't know. I just it's like I, I think the that that scene really hurt me with their when they're like she's like and why like did the you do room this? and she has the books and she's like throwing things. It's making me so cuz like female friendship <sighs> is so special to me. Yes. Like my female friends I value more than any man I've ever dated, talked to, whatever. Yeah, as a person that has a hard time making female friends. Same. I think and and I don't say that to be like, I'm a guy's girl. I'm not a guy's girl. I, I am hate a, men. I am a no person person. <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm not like a guy's girl. But just like female friendship is one of like I think as a woman, one of the most valuable things you yes. can have. A true, deep, good, solid female friendship is so valuable and to see 
her just like cats that aside i can't imagine doing that to any of my friends that being said the whole kind of juxtaposition to the sister relationship between edwina and kate is so interesting i love edwina is is a flake if anthony's a rake edwina's a flake um um i their their sister relationship is really sweet it's beautiful until and it it is rightfully so i think it is true i feel like edwina is stupid for Mm. she's old enough to be let out she's old enough to know better she is old enough to know better she's older than penelope and um just that idea that that you aren't seeing your sister and this man who is who is courting you their their whole deal there are so many when (laughs) the water scene where he falls into the river thank you thank you newton for that scene thank you newton thank you newton um all the gazes that he gives her the feral it's obvious it's obvious one time i was in the car you don't have siblings i have a brother and one time we were in the car and i my brother i I was like we were driving together um we'd been hanging out all day and i was like you're hungry and he was like how did you know and i was like (laughs) I don't know. I can just tell. <laughs> I, I, something about the way he like was driving. I was like, you are hungry. We need to get food. I knew that like that. Yeah. And like, there's no way, there's no way she didn't know. Exactly. There's no way. And she looks know. at her whenever Anthony falls into the the river and he gets out. He's I like, watched the behind the scenes for that whole thing. And the amount of times he had to, they had to actually like press his shirt to his skin to make it like, so that people could see more, which was actually hilarious to me. Um, the poor guy that he falls into and catches him. I mean, honestly, I would pay to be that guy too. Um, but yeah, like just when she he comes up and and Kate says it's not proper to stare. It's not proper to stare. And then she stares. She's got like okay. hard eyes. She's drooling. Me too. And then Edwina looks at her and then like we th- we really thought that she I thought that she knew there and and she was like I was so I was so blind after they yeah break you were up. blind duh you were blind. How I think that is my least favorite scene, um, not my least favorite scene, but my least favorite interaction between Kate and Anthony is the how dare you be marrying Edwina? Kate during the wedding, Kate's bracelet falls off of her wrist, the family family bracelet. He picks it up and just like sidesteps Edwina and and puts it back on her arm and like looks at her. Everyone in that the priest knew. Yeah, and, and I watched like a crack video for it, and it was like, um, the priest was like, "I don't get paid enough for this shit." Yeah, literally. Okay, I yeah, like like I said, my I was like, "You're hungry." He was like, "How did you know?" If dude, 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 like you don't know when like your best friend is obviously in like what? Yeah, what? And your sister. I think the family dynamic between uh, um Edwina and Kate. I think the fact it's that toxic. the fact that Edwina does not know. That what's happening what's happening with kate not cool um is very i think representative of that that idea kate kate's mother is not um edwina's mother mm-hmm. she was she was like adopted into the family they have the same father but not the same mother and so it's interesting to think about that kate is older but she is kind of at a lesser stance because um edwina has the support of the mo- the mom her, and the in the book mother. they get a lot more into that and it is fascinating um that kind of idea of she's scared during the storm mm-hmm. we find out um her mother passed away during a storm and it was very traumatic for her yeah um i don't know i think it's i think the whole like the morality thing of like um uh edwina doesn't really know the plan but like kate does and there's like information that's not at stake and kate's like i was doing this for the family and it's like dude no you weren't like come yeah. like I mean, maybe you were a bit still misguided like if there's no way my brother would do that kind of shit he'd be like listen to this yeah. yeah also i think it's it's ridiculous the idea that anthony has this whole thing i'm doing duty to my family so he meets edwina and she checks all the boxes she reads she's knowledgeable she's smart she has half a brain whatever she's the diamond of the season exactly but kate is kate is is displays that too what is the what is the issue what you like her too much it's because she's not a symbol of female perfection the way that edwina is and what i i disagree but that's just insane I don't know. I think I think that whole family dynamic is so complicated with like the sisters and stuff cuz I don't have a sister, but it's it's an intense thing. Well, yeah, I think too like 
that whole scene when Edwina goes off on Kate, it's like, how dare you kind of take this away? All the while, the, Anthony, like, controlling was, Anthony was going after Edwina, and he was wrongful to do that. He actually makes the first advance whenever they're um, alone in the study and at the party with Daphne. He obviously likes her. Exactly. And she's the one who says, you're supposed to carry... You're supposed to be married to my sister. I'm doing this for my sister. Marry my sister. And I'm like, but then whenever he actually proposes and s- sidesteps Kate and gets down on one knee so fast in front of the carriage, like outside um, to Edwina, she looks so disappointed. Like she's actually upset with him for doing it. And it's like these mixed messages are insane. Yes, the cultural response yeah. to the book. Audiences did love it. Um, the diversity and the themes. Are we still on cultural responses? I thought we were doing opinions. We are doing opinions in a sec. Um, season two was third on the most watched English Netflix show, 17 days after its release, mm-hmm. with 193 million hours watched in its first weekend. So, so it's it was popular. Yes. That being said, season one was watched more, I think, just because it was fresh off the presses. It was new. It was Christmas. It was Christmas. <laughs> so, so March, it's like Christmas. Um, yeah, but season two was definitely well received. Yeah. So I th- I mean I, I think agree. From what I've seen, people like the aesthetics of season two better. Yeah. I feel like season one they were still trying to like make it like a little accurate. Season two they were like, nah, fuck it. Season two they they definitely went off the rails. I mean, his hair alone, Tony's hair. I like it. I like I like the look of season two a lot more. It's yeah. it's more fresh. It's more bright. That being, even though it's more fresh and bright, I think because of even the little bit of scenes we get of the clothing, um, and the kind of rituals of the Indian culture and kind of bringing in this new sphere of of characters is really fun. I think that the the outfits definitely are reflective of that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think overall the lighting is darker. I thought it would have been cool to see some more saris and stuff. I I was actually very disappointed because I heard that they were going to have like this super diverse South Asian cast, and I was like, oh boy, yeah, we're gonna get some good because dude, Indian cultural dress is so. So, go so hard it's that so is beautiful. straight heat <laughs> and the fact that we didn't get any was so disappointing that's a fashion connoisseur you're you're dude yeah, yeah i i mean i mean everybody loves regency fashion because it's like pretty and bright and sparkly but beautiful. like yeah but like dude come on like i i all of my experience and recreation has been with um more like european dress styles um so i don't know about any of the actual like uh processes for making saris like i don't know the construction of it um but that would have been so much cooler to like combine that i guess they were trying to maybe avoid like cultural appropriation claims with mixing it with regency but i think if you just had like i think it would have been cool as fuck i think it would have been cool too i was really sad i think we got a little bit from their mom like a little bit of influence but definitely definitely not enough i was like hey i was so excited the Um, storyline also between kate and her issues so anthony his i think think they could have probably gotten the enemy for costumes if they'd gone for a little bit more like oh yeah i definitely agree dude it would i I was so (laughs) excited i literally like texted my mom i was like these costumes are gonna be so good yeah and they weren't they weren't but i think in regards to like the actual like internal struggle between anthony and kate they're they are dealing with this individual thing of anthony deals with grief he believes that he has a time clock actually in the in the book they describe this and they don't describe it in the in the show which does make sense so his father dies and he's the one who finds him his father is stung by a bee the bee scene because his father died at a young age um he was he was actually younger um in the books when his father died than he was in real life oh, so he feels like he has to no so it's it's not just the whole idea of he has to protect he has to defend his family it's this idea that he believes he can't live longer than his, his father, father lived <gasps> so he has in his mind he actually a lot of the struggle of of him denying kate is the fact that he doesn't want to be so happy in a marriage and then leave her whenever he dies even though he doesn't know when he's going to die he believes in his heart he's not never going to be the the man that his father was oh my god that's so so he's going to die and and i want in the acknowledgments of the book the author talks about a lot of young men actually who whose fathers have passed away like that have that kind of that remembrance of at this oh at this age something's gonna happen to me too 
by this time. That's so crazy. It's it's actually really interesting. But with Kate, there's this whole family dynamic of she doesn't fit into her own family. We see that dinner, that dinner scene. So awful. That argument was amazing. And just the fact that that's like Anthony gets his redemption. He stands up for, for Kate as, as a member of the family. And really beautiful. And because it, I think it's hilarious that because of that, that should have been also another tip off to Edwina, but it only strengthened her love for him because she's like, oh, he's- He protected my family. He protected honor. my family, my sister. Dude, which is like stupid. I wouldn't be able to clock that in a second. I'm not. I'm not a super like, like observant, in tune, intuitive person. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I would have loved to be Daphne coming, watch, walking into that thing like that happening. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we have questions here. Who is your least favorite and most favorite character this season? I think we should mo- both do least favorite and then both do most favorite. Okay. Three. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't know who my least. Okay, I guess so. Three. Two, one. Penelope. Penelope. Yeah, I don't like her. She's annoying. We've been over this. Yeah, I just don't. I think her character is just too behind the scenes. Howard. Yeah. She's she she doesn't have a life of her own, so she has to like watch other people live theirs, and it's really annoying. Yes. Um. Okay. Favorite. Three, two, two one. one. Benedict. <laughs> I I knew I I know you're a Benedict stan because you you love his, a sassy his little. His background the whole time is obscenely like absurdly amazing. Mm-hmm. Like whenever. They have that scene where Anthony is talking to Kate about going to the hunting. Because I'm a woman. Because I'm a woman. Did you say that? You were thinking it. And then Benedict is like, like, I can't help you there. And then Anthony just turns and he laughs. And then he goes, it's it's so cute. It's such a sibling Her Her outfit in that scene. Oh my gosh. When she steps over the log and shows her leg and he's like, but the nothing and nothing in that is accurate. I, of course it's not. But her Mad Hatter hat, you mean <laughs> that blue one that she wears, and then that where, little all the coats, bonnets? all the coats uh, are cut under that that bodice line that is too high. So they're they. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to say warm, girl? But they they also talk about they match a lot. Um, like his, he'll wear like velvet suit jackets, and they'll match her dress. Like he'll wear a purple velvet suit jacket and she'll wear a purple dress and i'll be like i clocked that i was like dude the visual storytelling is so good yeah um yeah i i love kate i mean because you like kate kate i I mean i I love a good enemies to lovers and as an annoying woman (laughs) i love an annoying woman Um, she fell off a horse for his ass i mean come on now and then he comes up and wants to propose i'm like let's talk about here's the thing i i love enemies to lovers um because i'm difficult Yes. Um, so the idea that someone could like see my difficult and be like, I like you anyways, very attractive. Um, and I, I love Kate. Cause she's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that's the point. You're supposed to like her, but yeah. and this is not a hot take, but I like her and I like that she's so devoted to her family, even if it is misguided. Yeah. Also, she's just so beautiful and she's so pretty. She's Dude, so pretty. The scene when they're dancing and like their hand moves and it's just her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. They have that kind of, she her, does the, her eyes are gorgeous yeah her eyes shape and just her hair is so pretty too the thing the only ridicule i have the scene where they um are in the room when daphne finds them at the party (coughs) with a fireplace i don't like i see through her acting in one part one part i'm like your acting could have been better here whenever he says um he says anthony is like what have i done to you because you vex me because you vex me when she says that, she pauses and she says, because, and then she gets her face all strewn up to be angry. Like she's preparing herself to, to say this line. And she says, because, because you vex me. And it's just a little bit of overacting. I didn't like it, but. I liked it. I, I think that makes sense. <laughs> Second question, is the season better than last season and why? Um, yes. I think the aesthetic is better. I think it's more, I think the directing is better. I like the fact that there's fun. less sex scenes. Because you have well, to I mean, wait the slow burns it's, better. It's the kind of story it is. I think people like a slow burn. I think that's also a very like female gazy thing. People like when it's like drawn out. There's more of a story there. I mean, this season is hotter than last season, but it's also like better. Yeah. Um, I, I think th- the two main characters are hotter than. <laughs> sorry. Agree. Uh, was it Phoebe? What's her name? I don't know. I'm sorry. Her last name starts with a D. And Rick is on Jean Page. I think he's. I don't think she's very attractive. He's I think objectively he's he's probably great. He's not very charming. <laughs> I, Jonathan, Jonathan, he's very charming. Yeah, Anthony's his. Yeah, he's um, a lot of charm and a lot of angst and a lot of yeah. feral 
when he smells her. I love a man and with And then Lady Danbury Dude, <laughs> watches. I, I love a man with problems. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Kate and Anthony's relationship is healthy slash healthier than D- Daphne and Simon's? Well, we didn't really see them like in a functioning relationship. True. But, but I mean, yet. except for I like at the end, um, like when they were like whatever. I think married or engaged or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think. I think it's healthier than Daphne and Simon's because Daphne and Simon's we we saw them married and it was not functional. It was like, terrible. L- like when she like it, when she like forces him like when oh, she gets pregnant God. when he didn't want to, and like he just is like oh no it's fine. That's, that's not when they got. That's, that's not when they got pregnant. What? That's not when they got pregnant. They got pregnant um after that. But I understand what you're saying. Like like that's that's such a that's like assault. It's not cool. And yeah. it, they just brush over it. Yeah. Not healthy at all. Not healthy at all. I you would say a relationship where abuse occurs is not a good one. Yes. Um. What do you, okay? What did you think about Eloise and Sharp? Is that his last name? Oh, the the printer. The printer. They had a, they had like a kind of romantic relationship. It w- yeah, it was getting there. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a feminist. <laughs> I love a I love a male feminist. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like Eloise's deal with. I mean, she wants to have freedom and yet she doesn't really she's kind of she kind of is woe is me sometimes she's yeah she she doesn't realize her intense privilege yeah she she's like talking to her friend who's like on the brink of financial ruin she's like my life's so hard i can't run off to all the feminist essays and literature reviews that i want to go to yeah it's like dude your friend is like selling her clothes so she can like like she's not in a good place. She's talking in back alleys to printers in a Scottish accent for this. Yeah, she. I actually loved that part. She's in the grift. Also, uh. shout out to uh, Julie Andrews for her voiceover as Lady Whistledown. Yes, I love Julie Andrews. I kind of liked the relationship between Eloise and the dude, but again, we see this idea of like rich girl goes slumming with poor guy, like Dirty Dancing. True. Except Why am I name dropping Dirty Dancing so much this month? So what? I mean, it's, it's the sexy. You movie. relate. You relate. Um, ratings and final thoughts. What are our ratings? How are we rating? Watchability. Ooh. I think I'm gonna do it out of ten because I think that's. Should the we w- do like watchability? No, I think we should just do overall. Overall, and then I'll explain why I take points off because I do have some. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm giving mine. I don't know. Now that we talk about it and I critique it, I kind of. And more critical of it. No, I hate that we ruined this for you. It's you didn't ruin it for me. I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> Only the very specific parts. Oh I love gosh. his when he confesses his love and he he pounds his heart to remind her that. But you must know it. Knowing you will you will not you will not like you, you don't even have to um My? permit it. Knowing you will not, but you must know it. I love that. Anyways, I will. I'm giving it a seven point five out of ten. Okay. You took points off because it's... I'm taking uh, points for watchability, points taken off for the diversity. It is there, but I wish it was more. Points Agreed. off for um, probably a point and a half. That's where the ha- half comes from for the not accuracy to the, the dress. If you're going to change, well, rightfully change the plot and the names and to increase the themes and, and more modern ideals, then I think you should keep as many things as is safe to keep accurate yeah. accurate especially because like uh indian weddings yeah i would have loved to see that scene of him being involved in his, their cult and her culture indian weddings go crazy they're like i think five days long i mean it depends on where in india you're from yeah. and like what culture but they're insane and they're so beautiful yeah. so what why why have we been deprived of well, this well she's talking in oh the whole, you know what that probably yeah. was how many indian people were in the writer's room uh yes yeah that's always what because like you can have it on the screen but if it's not in the in the writer's room that it's do i get to give my rating yeah okay i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten okay actually <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten okay um because dude it's, it's a fun watch i was excited about it i was like sitting in my bed screaming it's like a good girly watch i am gonna take points off because the dresses are inaccurate and if they're gonna be inaccurate at least make them fun yeah, um, at least do go out of the way and make them even and, more likable. I, I think they were more fun this season, but 
I don't know. Something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and then I'm also going to take points off because the music choice was a little... Uh, didn't like Wrecking Ball. And then also because, like, Anthony is not a good guy. <laughs> he's a bad person. Have we talked about this? Yeah, if, like a if he was ugly, everyone would hate him. Yeah, but he's he's sexy. That's fine. I like Jonathan more than I like Anthony. Anthony, like, hates... He, like, does not enjoy women or he their company. Not. I want... I and need like, what I have, and that is a list. Dutiful... Um, what is it? Dutiful, toler intolerable. What does that even mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> that gets brushed over real suitable fast. enough hips for childbearing. Well, he how, he touches how, Kate's hips. I think, I think all <laughs> hips are suitable for childbearing. I right? think so. At least half a brain. Is that real? Yeah, he said that. No, but like childbearing hips, is that like an actual thing? I think so. Yeah, no, I I I yeah, he's like not a good guy. He's like very much like a slut and like doesn't respect women. But yeah, I think. And what changes from him him and Sienna's relationship to him seeing Kate in the woods and in the meadow and finally like, now oh, now that's time to settle down. Now I can change. Also, yeah. I don't like the fact that whenever he whispers in her ear, he automatically assumes she's a virgin, and which is whatever. And she, he says, oh, the things I could teach you. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> that's toxic. I don't like that word, but it is. Thank yeah. you for coming along with us on this journey. Thank you so much. Hopefully, for this listening. was entertaining to to you. Yes, thank you so much for coming with us. Thank you. It was very fun. I had fun. I like the show. Yes. I probably will watch it a third time now. Probably. I just watch the. I keep watching the edits of people bringing up hilarious things that happen. Uh huh. So, I think that's. I like. I I I I, I gotta watch the show in entirety. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I also, I've seen a couple of the press junkets and it just makes me want to watch it more. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us talk about this show that we like. Thank you. Um, Hopefully you stick around um, for our next, our next episode. What are we talking about? I don't know. We have to plan it. Oh, beautiful. All right. We'll see you then. See you then. Goodbye. <laughs>